the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Cat. Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad, and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward, and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Here are your hosts, Joe and James. Ready, Fenton? Then we shall begin. Do you want to go get something noisy offensive? <laughs> Sustain Nutrition. Chewing the Fat. Podcast. Ten? Nine? <laughs> or ten. Um today we will be addressing carbohydrates. The truth about carbohydrates, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Are carbs good or bad? Yay or nay. I've not decided on the title of this podcast yet. <laughs> It'll be one of those. At least it was nice and succinct. Yeah. Punchy. Carbs. Do you need them? Do you need to cut them for fat loss? Are they the devil? Are they the reason why we have an obesity epidemic? What's that sound? It sounds like your knickers in a really tight <laughs> twist. <laughs> yeah. James has been getting himself mildly aggravated this around, week. Around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> because people have been confused about carbohydrates and I think that when you when you coach and you obviously work with large numbers of people or you have worked with large numbers of people you tend to say the same 10 lessons over and over so you feel like you're saying the same things endlessly but audiences change people see certain pieces of content they don't see others so people don't always get the messages that you're putting forwards so we're going to put this one out there again yeah, and then I could just copy and paste the link to this. <laughs> so the kind of general thing is, you know, recently carbohydrates have been kind of demonized and they're the reason why, you know, people gain weight and people cut carbs and then they drop weight. So therefore carbs are evil. Now what we'll get is a lot of people will come into kind of our system or, you know, from other systems and they'll say, you know, I eat too many carbs or I have a problem with carbs or I crave carbs. What they actually mean is that the craving or they've been eating, overeating specific foods. So it's not carbohydrates. You know, we've never ever had anyone come to us who just say, I can't get a handle on how many sweet potato wedges I eat. They're so Moorish. Yeah, I just have wedge after wedge. I just cannot stop eating kilo upon kilo of oats for my breakfast. These are carbohydrates. When you, you know, kind of craving things like bread and cake and biscuits and chocolate yeah these are specific foods that yes contain carbohydrates but also contain a lot of fat as well i'm gonna i'm gonna come back to that one because i've got a bit of a gripe about that that i can have a bit of a chew on in a little bit sorry fenton just caught his rope (laughs) i think he was yawning (laughs) he just threw it in his mouth so the point we have is that people um, I think we'll, f- we'll move on to cravings at the end, I think, because that's something that... I'm sure we'll go all around the house. <laughs> Zero structure whatsoever. It's almost like we've just done this off the cuff. And people will say, um, you know, as James mentioning there, they'll just get confused between the two. And that ultimately, the reason people are overweight is because they eat too many calories. They eat more calories than their body needs. 
So don't get me started on my fitness pal. And don't say in the comments, I eat 2,000 calories and my Fitbit says I burn four and a half. So I'm in a million calorie deficit. Classic Claire voice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Whiny middle-aged 30 year old man. What? <laughs> I mean me. <laughs> um, where was I? So we're just saying that people get confused over these things. And ultimately, the reason people gain weight is because they are in a calorie surplus or they're, they're not losing weight because they're not in a calorie deficit. And often that's going to be because they're consuming calorie-dense foods, which is often going to be sugar-based foods, you know, high-carb, high high-fat, low-protein, low-veg meals and foods. And then, you know, carbs get lumped in with this, but it's just, it's not a miseducation because people know, but they're just using the wrong term and then they're not finding the right solutions. Yeah, I think the, you know, the, kind of the fact is, like say, if you're overeating, if you eat a lot of bread, you eat a lot of pasta, you eat a lot of biscuits, cakes, chocolate, etc., and then you go on a program that has you cutting carbs, you can't see I'm doing air quotes there, <laughs> carbohydrates, and you cut these food groups out, then obviously you drop weight. But it's not because you cut carbs, it's because you've stopped eating these highly calorific, nutrient void foods yeah you've reduced your intake of carbohydrates and fats and odds on hopefully added in some protein and veg which means you're going to have more satiating foods which means you can eat less calories so our whole ethos is around getting people to eat whole foods nutrient dense foods because then you eat less because your blood sugar's balanced because you're fuller you know you often see when people say i really crave sweet things or whatever it is they crave and then you look at their food, and there's just not enough food there to keep them full. So no wonder they're craving things. So you need to make sure that you're filling your diet with nutritious foods, because then it's easier to not have these things, which is how you're going to save your calories, get your body into calorie deficit, and lose some weight. Yes, I think people get a bit stressy. You know, kind of you get that question, like, have someone said today, they wanted to kind of plan a treat for the weekend. They said, is that too many carbs? There's no way of assessing whether kind of it's one straw that breaks the camel's back and you say, no, that's too many carbs because it's going to depend on how your day is, it's going to depend on how your week is and the kind of analogy I used was, that's like pinpointing the one drink that got you drunk. You know, it's going to be the compound effect of all the drinks that you had. It's yeah. not going to be the seventh or the eighth one. Or how much food you had before. Second you know, one. Else. <laughs> seventh or eighth? Second, <laughs> Are you kidding? Second or third. <laughs> you know, you can't just pinpoint that because it's going to massively depend on you know, where it fits, as Joe said, within your calories. It's not one food is destined to make you gain weight as soon as you eat it. It's the, uh, you know, accumulation of your entire food intake. And this is where it can be hard to advise people because, you know, I find sometimes, um, so I can think of a few people this week who are having protein bars and you say, this isn't an optimal or, or a cereal bar or something like that that's, you know, 200 calories and you mark down for it and you say this isn't optimal but ultimately it doesn't really matter you know one cereal bar is not going to be the reason that yeah, you it's not a massive gain weight concern. but the issue is if you're basing your days around this is that it's then easier for you to overeat and it's just it's not necessarily a great habit to get into isn't it because you're just encouraging you're giving yourself chances to go wrong aren't you and I always say you know, my, my thing is make it as easy as possible so how would you make it as easy as possible well, I'm going to say it again. Eat loads of nutrient-dense foods, foods that you enjoy that keep you full longer term. So protein bars are going to be better because they do have some protein in. But I'd rather you're eating chicken, eggs, 
be. Yeah, it's, it's, like I that. think it's going to depend on the individual there and kind of where they're at in their journey for me. Because if that's a massive improvement on what they would normally do, then that's good for me. So mm. It just depends, isn't it? It's always going to... If someone is eating doner kebabs for breakfast, lunch and dinner, then I'm going to tell them to eat protein bars. If someone is just having a protein bar every day, then I'm going to say, maybe you can alternate. It's always looking for improvement, isn't it? If someone's day is flawless, they're having a protein bar, then you're going to mention it. If they're having fish and chips and two bottles of wine, then you're not going to mention the protein bar. And I think that's where people also, if you know, to give a bit of general advice, people... Sorry, Fenner's trying to eat a plug. People miss the trees, don't they? Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> Explodes. <laughs> the noise of a dachshund being frazzled. So why, let's go, let's go sciencey. Let's go into the the. Um... Should, should I go get someone for this? <laughs> <laughs> the kind of science behind carbs, what they do in the body. Yes. Yes. You agree? Yes. So any carbohydrate you eat will get turned into glucose. So whether that's a complex carbohydrate or a simple carbohydrate, like a sugar or chocolate, whatever you have, it's going to end up in your bloodstream when it's digested as glucose, which is great for fueling your muscle, for giving you energy. Yes. Continue. Do you want to carry on? Yes. So then what happens when your body detects that you've got glucose in your bloodstream, then it'll release insulin. So it should, if it's working correctly, release enough insulin to shuttle, to kind of pick up all that glucose and shove that into your muscles. So that your muscles become full of glycogen and that's the kind of energy that you use when you are lifting weights. The problem arises is if you don't use that fuel, so say you're not working out, you're not training, and the cells kind of become oversaturated with glucose and then the glucose has nowhere to go. And that's when it'll float around your bloodstream, you'll still release your insulin, and then eventually your body needs to start it somewhere and that is when it gets stored as fat. So this is where you see people getting insulin resistant. So because they have a lot of circulating blood sugar and nowhere for it to go, their body has to push out more and more insulin. So their bodies become inept at using or producing and using the right amount of insulin. So one of the issues you see is that overweight people will struggle to balance their blood sugar better than someone of a healthy weight because their body is used to releasing more insulin. So the balance is off. So you've got different stages of this. It's five stages of glucose sensitive insulin secretion, GSIS. Um, so a very, very small percentage of people are at, I think you call it levels. God, I did this on a course like five years ago. It's really pushing, pushing my, <laughs> even pushing my Rain Man memory. <laughs> Level five is a few people whose bodies release exactly the right amount of insulin for the carbs they produce. It gets worse and worse from there until you get down to level two, which is type two diabetes. So, what we're looking to do is to try and help people do this by using, again, whole foods, slow-release carbohydrates. If you find that someone has poor insulin sensitivity, it's very easy for them to overeat because they'll have low blood sugar and then their bodies won't deal too well with carbohydrates. So again, they may have something like, hmm, I'm not sure if this is entirely correct, I've read slightly con contradicting things in here, but if they then have a portion of rice and I have a portion of rice, they will get less satiety from it because their body will release more insulin and it will then be moved away faster, whereas my body would be better at doing that. That might be correct. <laughs> what you tend to find as a bit of, um, what do you call it when you've done loads of practice with people and you learn from that? So much bro science. Yeah, kind of. Is that a lot of overweight people feel really good in a high fat breakfast, whereas yes. they tend to be a lot hungrier if they have a high carb breakfast. Again, just from experience, whereas 
someone you know like myself I don't know if the same for you I don't feel much of a difference between carbs and fats no I've got to say the kind of leaner I've got I'm not saying I'm shredded right now <laughs> the better I've been able to handle carbohydrates the better you felt yeah and the, the kind of before if I'd had just oats for breakfast something like that I would be starving an hour later whereas now I definitely feel more satiated mm, that's not a kind of hard and fast rule you will find some people who are you know, really lean, feel better on fats, and some people who are really overweight feeling better on carbs. So, and that's it's why it's so generic. important to experiment and not just go off generic plans. Yes, so it's all about managing your blood sugar. And I think, you know, when people have cravings and then they say, What should I eat? It's like, Well, let's look at what you've done in the day beforehand. Because if you've had fast acting carbs, no protein, no fats, no veg, then your blood sugar is going to be on the floor and you've made it harder. So your body will then be calling out for instant energy because your blood sugar is really low. Whereas if you've had protein, veg, fats, three things which will slow how fast carbohydrates get into your system, then your blood sugar is going to be more stable. The same as if you have slow release carbs. So the ones that we recommend, oats, fruit, brown rice, sweet potatoes, quinoa, couscous, lentils, anything else? No. No. So... It's, a lot of it comes down to blood sugar management, making it easy for yourself to stick to plan. You know, you've always had that thing where people are, are desperate to eat something and they eat a lot of crap and go, well, actually, mm, that was the wrong move. And it's because they've made it hard for themselves. So the thing James was mentioning about your, your blood sugar, how fast the, the carbohydrates get into your system, you slow that down by eating protein, fats and veg. So this is why a high carb meal on its own will be less filling than a meal with protein in. So why we tell people to add protein powder throats and things like that and even on a more extreme case and this is not us saying do this if you have is it so like soba or low fat ice cream that's going to be high carbohydrate the absorption will be better or slower if you had full fat ice cream just because of the fats in it but that is not and i'm going to repeat that again <laughs> might go close to the microphone <laughs> we are not saying go eat ice cream but that's just kind of showing that if you just have simple carbohydrates you have simple sugars they're going to be very fast acting and kind of spike that blood sugar um, and cause that insulin response whereas if you have it with other stuff or you have slow release carbs it's going to be much better for your energy yeah James right. said I had peanut butter to my <laughs> not say do that um, I was going to say yeah so when people you know people go on low carb diets or when they go back and eat so say you're on a low carb diet and then you have a weekend where you eat a lot of carbs and you've gained four or five pounds, again, that's gonna be a lot of water weight because with that glycogen that goes into your muscles that I mentioned earlier, it also drags in, I think it's four times. It's three to one or four to one, isn't it? I yes. Can't think it's Let's go for three and a half. Three and a half times to four times the amount of water with glycogen. So every gram of glycogen, you'll get four grams of water. So that is just why people's weight can fluctuate when you have carbohydrates. And then I've done stuff like carb cycling before where I'll do a few days low and then one day high. The day after I've done the high day, I can be you know two, three kilos heavier than I was before. Yeah, I remember seeing a TV show on it once and they matched all the different dieting options and high carb, lost more weight initially, and then everyone just went down at the same rate because calories will determine rate of fat loss. So you'll lose some water and then as long as your calorie deficit is the same as on any other diet, you will lose the same amount of fat as anything else. So it just comes down to what you feel better on. I think I've been biting my lip about talking about craving sugar for long enough. Um, so I'm going to have to go into a rant. Do you want to go, go. And I'll, I'll give you a nudge in a minute. Yeah, go. So when people say, I was really craving chocolate 
So I had some more, you know, it was really hard. The question we would always say is, what would happen if you lived in the jungle or lived in the desert? Would you still crave Yeah, in fact, I chocolate? had someone today who had something that said, I just felt like I needed a sugar boost. Yeah. Your body is not craving sugar. It's, it is. It's craving carbohydrates. It's only craving sugar because it knows. Yeah, because, you, because of the culture we're in or the, the foods you've eaten before have given you this reaction you know so you've you've been really hungry you've had chocolate and instantly feel better because your your body recognizes that your blood sugar is elevated and you feel better now there are more than there is more than one reason for for cravings and you know anyone who's got an eating disorder or has been restricted for a long period of time will be able to attest to craving sweet things when they're fuller but make it easy for yourself i would say 90 95 percent of the cravings that we see people have are because they've not followed the basic rules in regards to keeping your blood sugar elevated. So, so often you see people going, oh, I was, I craved something so badly after lunch. And it's because they've had a meal of <clears throat> something like a prawn salad, which is fine. It's got protein and veggie, but there's no carbs or fats. There's no energy to run off. So there's going to be different solutions depending on what you've done before. So often when you see people have fasted or people haven't eaten enough or they've had a liquid meal or a high carb breakfast so that can you know so many different things that can mean you've got low blood sugar and ultimately you just need to make sure you're eating enough and you're eating the right foods to help keep a nice stable level and if you do get really desperate then just eat something just take the edge off that the thing that i always go for would be like a pack of cooked ham because you can get it anywhere it cost you a quid and just having a little bit of protein will give you a small insulin response it won't give you that massive rise in blood sugar like if you had a can of coke which is then followed by a drop and then you're hungry again or a massive amount of calories yeah exactly so you're keeping your your calorie intake moderate you're balancing your blood sugar and you're giving it a macronutrient that's really hard to overconsume. speaking of calories i feel better now i can shut <laughs> obviously it sounded like he was giving you indigestion there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so calorie wise calorie values protein is four calories per gram carbohydrates also four calories per gram and fats are nine calories per gram so that's when people get a bit nutty like saying oh i cut out carbs or i've eaten too many carbs you know so our system we have the different set of commandments uh you know one set of commandments says you know have carbohydrates just once per day and that is just to limit you know to help limit the calorie intake over the day our commandments are just there to promote creating a calorie deficit without the need to weigh food they're not the kind of be all and end all you know you can still overeat calories even if you hit all the commandments they're just there as a guide but then people get a bit nutty like saying oh i had two sets of carbs today you know i kind of messed up and doing that like your body's not going to recognize that you have committed to one portion of carbohydrates and then go oh 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 they've had some berries this is going straight on the hips you know it's going to recognize the kind of overall calorie intake so it's very easy to you know bump that up if you have a 10 fat breakfast a muesli made of dry rusted peanuts and dark chocolate sounds more like a pub snack than, <laughs> than a breakfast so you know kind of calorie wise carbohydrates are not you know they're not horrific they're not massively calorie dense you know a baked potato is going to be around what about 200 Simple like that, nothing crazy. Yeah, I guess I guess try good, and overeat on those. A good one to think of there is it's very easy to add a tablespoon of oil to your roasted potatoes or one, two, three tablespoons. It's pretty hard for you to go from 
200 grams of potato to 400. Yeah. Like, quite a lot of our clients. It's almost doubling it. Almost. <laughs> some, of, some of our clients, but you know, it's a lot easier to double that tablespoon of oil because yeah. it's it's such a small or volume. peanut butter. Yeah. Well, it's worth it though, isn't it? For peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. A lot of our clients will eat kind of 200 grams of potato and me and you will have 400 and that is a big old difference volume-wise, isn't it? So it's, it can be a lot harder to do. Another thing, just in defense of our system, I guess, is the reason we, we did evolve which is the name of the commandments where you can have, have one set is to encourage people to eat more veg because if you take yeah. carbohydrates out, what can I eat? Well, then you're forcing people's hand towards the veg, which is, you know, if there's one thing I've said more than anything other other than please send your food in, it's probably eat more veg. I'd love to see some more veg in this day. Yeah, because it just makes makes your life easy. You know, I hope no one's got a drinking game for how many times I said make your life easy for this because it's, but it's just true. It just makes such a big Drinking difference. Water. Yeah, when we, when you think of the volume of people that we've worked with, and then the people that do heed that advice, or the people that already are eating a lot of veg, just find it so much easier. They tend, to, it's very rare I can think of someone who's gone, this plan is so easy, and I've had to say to them, eat more veg, eat more veg, eat more yeah. veg, because it just makes if you can keep yourself full and not thinking about food and keep your blood sugar balanced and avoid all those cravings. Man, everything just gets easier from there, doesn't it? So again, yeah, kind of going back to to our plan, our commandments. We tell people, you know, you want to avoid eating bread, avoid eating pasta, obviously avoid biscuits and chocolate. That is not to say that you can't have these food products and not lose weight. You can. Again, it's just about controlling your calories. It's not. We're not saying don't eat those because they're carbohydrates. Because I'd be quite happy if people ate carbs with every single meal, as long as they were decent. From a decent carb sauce, and then you can work backwards from there. Not you know, just to quote someone that I know, make it as easy as possible. <laughs> you know, don't start off by having one tiny portion of carbs per day. Eat loads of carbs, and then if your weight does stop, it's an easier fix. Mm. You know, you can just pull out one of your carb meals and save yourself two hundred calories. In the same breath, you know, you're saying there have large servings of slow release carbs. That can kind of intimidate people quickly. So I would say you can start by having your bread and your pasta, but just make sure you have decent servings of protein and veg alongside. Because yep. you see, you know, your standard meal deal sandwich is going to have, what, 50 grams of chicken in maybe? No veg. Yes, if that. Because the protein is the most expensive ingredient. So yeah. They're going to front load it to that bit where they cut the sandwich. Yeah, the cheap, the cheap stuff. Um, and the same with pasta, isn't it? Is you have what's cheap, mayo and pasta, what's yeah. expensive, chicken and veg. So then you've. It's not because pasta is a bad thing. It's because of the ratios of it. And that meal is it's probably eighty percent of your calories are coming from, the, the carbs and the fats, and not from the protein and the veg. And it's just so important to get those ratios right, to keep your calories in check. Yeah. So don't fear the carbs. They're a great energy source. Just look at, you know, you don't have a problem with carbs. You'll have a problem with certain food items that might contain carbs. Which yes. probably do contain carbs. Yeah, nearly certainly. So look to control those and don't kind of worry about overeating on sweet potato, oats, white potato, rice. Because if people got fat eating rice, then Southeast Asia would look very, very different. <laughs> Before fat people, I just want to <laughs> clarify that. 
<laughs> no, I don't trust myself to make another comment. <laughs> yeah, the, the odds are if you're listening to this, if you're following a diet, you know, if you want to lose weight, you've probably not got there because you've been eating too much sweet potato. You know, the odds are you've been eating, overeating on, you know, other foods, certain food groups. What's that dog doing? And to our Southeast Asian fans, keep eating, those, keep eating those carbs. Yeah, good work. Keep up the work. <laughs> We're good? Yeah. Happy. So this podcast has been sponsored by Carbs Incorporated. <laughs> by Great Finisher. Thank you. You're welcome. Right, if you have any questions or you want us to talk about anything else, you know, maybe we'll go on about processed food next. Oi oi! Um, leave it in the comments and then please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Tag a friend too if you want. This is the new jingle. Please press pause. <laughs> <laughs>